0: the draft is in the books and now we're left to figure out what just happened sims how you feeling, pal? I'm good. I'm glad. Good. You changed your mood here? <laughs> yes.
1: I thought we were going to have to get some cranberry juice for you over here um, today. The way hon, this started out.
0: So what I love, though, is we talked about this before the draft. <laughs> right. that no matter what happens in the draft, yeah. however the order people get drafted, right. that determines whether or not you are right or wrong. <laughs> and you witnessed that with your son. Yes. yes. You got home and yes. he greeted you with what? He
1: greeted me with, he walked, so I got home, you know, right at the end of the third round because I only had to do the second round. And I'm getting changed, and he runs into my room, and he goes, Yeah, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, number seven to the Buffalo Bills. You suck, Dad.
0: So, just in case anyone thinks that Sims is going home and feeling good about himself, <laughs> right? He's getting tested he right now. He loves away. Baker Mayfield. What, it, what has it been like? Oh, by the way, yes. Uh, on our YouTube channel, if you want to know what we thought teams should do and then what they did and how we reacted to it, go to the Bleacher Report YouTube channel. and Fendrick has broken up picks 1 through 10, 11 through 20, 21 through 32. Each are about an hour long. Go on to YouTube. I'm going to. To go on later and and put like Chargers at this time code so you can go right there. Right, but that's when like when the Raiders are on the clock at fifteen and we're guessing could it be Harold Landry? Could it be anybody. And then they pick Colton Miller. Right, you'll see our initial reactions <laughs> right there. So go to Bleacher Report YouTube. Everything's there. That's our big reaction. We'll do more reacting today. Yeah, but now that a few days have gone by and you look at the draft, right. what are some storylines that you're seeing that you're surprised are big? What are some storylines that that not enough people are talking about? Just, you know, top like when you went into pro football, talk this morning.
1: Well, I think that the first thing, just for me, off the top of my head, is, you know, I felt like a wuss with my grades in round one and You got a two. lot
0: of good grades. I know I
1: did. But, you know, as I started, like, I had to write my power rankings article yesterday, and I started yes. going through teams and going through all the draft, and I wrote it down, who they draft and everything. And I just went... Damn, a lot of teams had a good, a lot of yeah. good drafts. It was not a superstar draft, but talk about good players in the second, third, fourth, fifth round. Man, it was unbelievable. I think that's the one thing that jumped out to me. Hey, listen, Baker Mayfield at one is still one of the shockers yeah. of the draft to me, certainly. Let's um, start there. Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, I'm going to start, start off with an with, apology.
0: Let's start I'm off. I'm apologizing to Adam Schefter. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, he came out with the Baker thing, and I was like, what's the point of this? You're just trying to help out the Browns? And I, I said, maybe Schefter. Been losing it. I take it back. I should have never questioned the Don. You give me a ring. (laughs) I'm going to kiss the ring, Adam Schefter. I apologize.
1: You're right. He said that shit. Even when I
0: think he's dumb. Yes. I'm really (laughs) dumb. Yeah, he flipped that around. He's
1: amazing, man. His connections are endless in the NFL. So, yes, I mean, he might do some just throw it out there because he's trying to do a favor for a team every now and (laughs) then, but he knows everything that's going on. What were
0: you going to say, though? Um,
1: um, I was going to say, so. I mean, we talk about my haircuts a lot, but can we talk about you going on a couple's Manny Petty yesterday? Yeah, I did mean, do you want to talk about that? I mean, geez, when you, when your you... nails look nice and shiny today. Thanks, bro.
0: Oh my gosh. If I did this. You pay four hundred dollars for a haircut. Yes, I did this because I neglected my girlfriend for a long time because of the draft. Oh, uh, like, yeah, I got you. I the got you. All draft Listen, Neglection. Man, it's unbelievable how a uh, forty dollar combination of hands and feet make you feel like a different person. Yeah, I get I mean, that. I'm mean, i wiggling right I now. I get that. Bro.
1: And then I did check out the Instagram with her. Uh, what was that? Backstreet Boys dancing. What that, are you that was doing, nice, man? You I'm just, you I'm, I'm I missed her social media, man. <laughs> I'm all over it.
0: Does it work like your wife sees it and goes, Chris, you need to see this? Yeah, she goes, goes." goes, look
1: at this. She's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that was good. I like that. Okay, anyway. Uh, Cleveland Browns. Yes. Uh, I think... When I look at the Browns draft, it's going to be very interesting to compare it to the Giants draft because the Giants picked right after the Browns in a lot of cases yeah. and took guys that I kind of thought the Browns should take. Yeah. You know, Saquon, maybe not. Uh, and then later on, the guards the Browns took instead of Will Hernandez. Corvette, yep. And then later they took a running back and Nick Chubb. But overall, um, John Dorsey's draft. Yes. What what do you think of it now, As a few days later? (sighs) I just... Denzel Ward at four. Uh, Greg Williams said that they needed a press corner to create time for Garrett. Right. Uh, When asked about Chubb, Williams said, Agba is a rising star in this league. He's a really good player. He's got a chance to be Chubb. I don't know about that. And I was like, damn, so... You, you have a vet that's been there that you think has a chance to be a guy that hasn't even played a snap in the NFL. Yeah, league. no,
1: he's not as explosive of a man as as Bradley Chubb is. I mean, he's a big, strong man. He's certainly a good football player, Emmanuel Agba. But, uh, no, he's not the pass rusher that Chubb is. I mean, the Browns draft, it's weird. I don't want to sit here and hate on them. They dress needs. They did things. They did got a lot of good
0: players. It all comes down to Baker.
1: Well, it comes down to Baker. And, uh, really and the, Ward. Well. I mean, you know my thoughts on the corners. Denzel Ward was not 15 picks better than Jair Alexander or 24 picks better than Mike Hughes that the Minnesota Vikings picked. So to me, again, you know, I, I know there was other 26, pe- 26 picks? Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, yes, I would have, you know, I like those corners more than Denzel Ward. I
0: think the only way that I'm going to be able to keep track of it is if I do left go picks, what I would have done versus the Browns, and then look three years from now and go, was I correct? Yeah, sure. So they went Baker at one, I would have gone Saquon at right. one. And then everyone's like, well, you don't know if Baker would have been there at four. Okay, well, the Giants, if Saquon wasn't there, they're either going to go... A Sam Darnold, or they're going to go a pass rusher. At three, the Jets... Yeah, they might have gone
1: Quentin Nelson, really, just flat out, too. And then the Jets, you said their board was what? It was going to be
0: Darnold or Rosen, who was one or two. So one of them was going to be there. So I do think Baker would have been there at four. He would have been there at four. So then my draft would have been Saquon, Baker. And if not, I would have gone Saquon or Rosen or Saquon and Sam, whatever. And then the second pick, they went the Corbett kid. I would have gone Will Hernandez, who went to the Giants.
1: Or the guard that was right after him, the Braden Smith
0: kid that the Indianapolis Colts uh, and Chris Ballard took. He was better, too. And then your corner from Auburn, Carlton Davis. Yes. He went in the second round. So instead of taking... That corner at four, I would have taken the second round, so I could have gone running back, quarterback, guard, uh, cornerback, and mine is Baker, Saquon, Will Hernandez, and Carlton Davis. Uh-huh. And I'll compare that to them in three years, yeah. and we'll see if Dorsey's right, yeah. But it, I don't want to hate on Baker. I feel like today I was reading Peter King's article and all these articles, and they're all glowing about Baker, right? And I get it, I think he's really good. I just think you could have gotten him at four, and the true thing is, is we'll never know. But I'm fairly confident.
1: I'm pretty confident from from my sources, yes, that they could have got him. Yeah, I really am. Now, I'll throw in like another thing just that's kind of cool about the Cleveland Browns and what they did is uh, getting the Antonio Callaway kid who's had some off-the-field issues, right. the Florida receiver. He's got superstar potential. Really? He definitely does. Yes, he is explosive, uh, great hips, good route runner. I mean, he can do something but baker
0: mayfield you have co- what do you so i think your take is interesting on this
1: yeah go ahead you want to hear my take
0: take me to training camp yes when Not baker even- mayfield goes or or one of these camps then
1: next week they're going to have their first mini camp or ota right and they're this is this is the two situations this one especially i look at and go Okay, here's the first pick of the draft. Everybody's going to be so excited to him. They're going to make him the number 3 quarterback to start out. And what they're going to realize, they're going to see him next to their starting quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, and they're going to go, damn, okay, they're the same height. Okay, yep, same height. Oh, man, Tyrod's arm's... Just as strong, maybe. Oh, it's probably a little stronger than Baker Mayfield's. Oh, Tyrod's faster than Baker. Dan, this is our first pick. He's 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 not as good at anything as the guy that's our starter right now. I mean, that's what I would be scared of in Cleveland. It's it's something to worry about seriously.
0: And you've talked before about needing the team to be impressed by a big time first round rookie yes. when you see him for the first time. Yes, because it's just going to you know again if like he... AJ McCarron and Josh Allen. They're going to go it's, I see why he was picked.
1: That's why I would if you made me go who's the rookie quarterback that gets on the field first I'm going to go with Josh Allen. First of all, Josh Allen ran a pro style offense. Josh Allen has shown that he can correct some of the mechanical issues like you saw in the the senior bowl, the pro day, the combine, all those things, but also physically. But exactly, at the end of the day, they're going to stand next to each other and everyone's going to go, "Man, Josh Allen's got about 20 pounds of muscle on AJ McCarron and whoa, he's a whole lot faster and Holy crap, is Armstrong. Holy. Ho- did you? Oh, hey, guys, did you see that? Did you see that throw, Josh? Just throw- yeah. I mean, that's what's going to happen. And that's going to be automatically, it's going to be okay, we got something to work here with. Right, Let's and then the whole team gets and excited. And then the whole team gets excited, just like we heard with Philadelphia and Carson once a few right. years ago. Fletcher Cox told, told my dad at a practice, no, no, i I, I get up to watch Carson because
0: he's going to do some good shit. It's funny because Carson was on the same field with Bradford, right? and you think that could actually be an issue for Rosen now in Arizona. I do a little bit, yes, just because, again, it's going to be
1: the same type of thing. Rosen's going to get out there. And Rosen, you know I like Rosen a lot, but Sam Bradford's got talent, and they have a similar bodybuilder. And same with Glennon out there. It's the same kind of guy. And I just think they're all going to go, damn, this is our first-round pick? Man, Sam Bradford looks just like him, and they're a similar-type athlete. And Man, Bradford throws it maybe every bit as good, if not maybe even a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I just think that could cause little issues at times. I mean, there's no doubt that Rosen will be the guy. Uh, I know that at some point, but,
0: but those are just things that players are going to look at and go, well, what's so damn special about him? Yeah. I think it's be interesting with Baker. I think the Johnny Manziel stuff has gone a little bit too far. He's not Definitely. Johnny Manziel, and Denzel Ward is not Justin Gilbert. No. Justin
1: Gilbert had a number of off-the-field issues. Both of those guys did. Everybody in the NFL knew it,
0: too. And Cleveland just said, ah, the hell with it. We'll take them. Uh, Baker's going to wear six with the Browns. Cool. Josh Rosen's going to wear three with the Cardinals. Right. Josh Allen's wearing 17 with the Bills. Okay. Darnold hasn't announced his number I just yet. hope
1: he doesn't wear 14. And Lamar Jackson's wearing eight. Right. That's what he should oh, I know you like it. Eight's a good one. Yeah. What, what do you mean not
0: 14 for Darnold?
1: 14's ugly in general. Okay? He didn't look good in the USC. And I like Sam. He's the man. Uh, and 14, like Richard Todd wore that for the New York Jets back in the 80s. Like, come on. we, we got to work on a better number. I think
0: you were saying about these these rookie quarterbacks walking into new situations. And I think Darnold is the perfect one. Yeah. McCown, McCown has a daughter yeah. that is about the same age as... Says Darnold, so he doesn't have any weird ideas. Teddy is going to fight, but I think that Darnold is more talented than Teddy. Yes. But it gives you good competition. The other ones, Tyrod is going to try and beat Baker Mayfield. No doubt about it. AJ McCarron is going to try and beat Josh Allen. Right. That one is, seems more like the Teddy Bridgewater one, but the Baker-Mayfield one, or Sam Bradford's definitely going to try and beat out yeah. Josh Rosen. Right. I think Allen and Darnold are the
1: best spots, like you said. You're I think right. Darnold is in a true spot. Darnold's the best one. great spot. Yes, he is.
0: Because there's no denying that it's the future. Yep. There's no rush to get there. Nope.
1: And if he's ready, you go, okay, he's ready. And we'll have Josh McCown behind him to be a su- support system yes. and somebody that can help him study and be that because he's willing to take it on. It is Baker a perfect... might be.
0: i I'm going to say this, too. You talked about Tyrod's bigger, Tyrod's yeah. faster, Tyrod's stronger. Tyrod is cooler. Like, I'm just going to say this, Tyrod's too. A cool dude. One of the cool things about Baker is that he relates to everybody. Yeah. I've seen Tyrod dress. I've seen how teammates like get up for Tyrod. Yeah. Every team that Tyrod has played for, he's the team favorite. Mm-hmm. Even when he's the backup. Even when he was behind Joe Flacco, they were like, "Oh, there, there was Taylor. definitely some college So for my him, right. thing is is if Baker is going to be the cool guy too, yeah. Tyrod has you beaten that. Yeah. I know. So I just I think it's interesting. I think that I think that Baker is a good player that will have success. Yep. He's not Johnny Manziel, but he's also not Russell Wilson. Right. I think he's somewhere in between, yep. and so is Tyrod. Yep. And that's why it's going to be interesting. Yes, it is. I just don't like when the team comes out and says, we took Denzel Ward because of need, because when you're a top-five pick— You're taking, in the words of Dave Gettleman, you're trying to get a future Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to take for need, Mm -hmm. because we just heard Bill Belichick talk about need. Yes, and we agreed with him. Yes, so I'm not going back on it now.
1: No, I mean, and again, I mean, they obviously had a very high, you know, grade on Denzel Ward, which a lot of teams did. I mean, I know it. There, there was a ton of teams that did. So, uh, I don't think it's, I don't think they did anything totally crazy or different than what a lot of teams would have done. Maybe with the number four pick if they had a corner spot, but. Yeah. Again, I just think I'm not sure if the value was quite right there. I think it could have played out in different ways. Like again, I'm not mad at them. I guess I'm just not impressed.
0: Here's what I think it is. I was trying to talk to Matt in the in the lobby. When you're trying to talk about big boards during the draft, yeah. it's comparing religions. Hey, I believe in this and I believe in that. And then you say, well, I don't. And I believe in this and I believe in that. And the true thing is, is your religion, your board is different than mine. Yes. And I have to see your board and see why you see it that way and appreciate you. But I need to understand that until we see these guys on the field, we're just going to think completely different of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take until the preseason. Yeah. It really is. It will. Because all those reports... That's what we make fun of. Whoa, big offseason. Whoa, like Baker Mayfield already slinging it at practice. Whoa, Whoa. big offseason. Until I see game speed, it does not matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, Josh Rosen in Arizona, he came out and said I was a little emotional last night about saying nine mistakes in front of me. Someone said, but he was on your show and said, if I go in the second round, it just means I don't get a personal chef. I think when you're in the green room for an hour and a half and the camera's on you and you're watching Baker Mayfield hug all of his family and friends and go up there and be celebrated and then Josh Allen gets drafted ahead of you and do the same thing, I think you get a little hot-headed. He said I was a little emotional. He said he didn't mean to include the, the include the six non-quarterbacks. Right. Only like Saquon
1: was a mistake it too. No. Yeah. Neither was Bradley Chubb. <laughs> right. Right.
0: But do you think how soon do you think Rosen's playing in Arizona uh, with that offensive line? Yeah. I, I mean
1: Rosen's the guy that we know. If he's ready, throw him out there. Don't waste your time because he's, yeah. Yeah, he's ready. I mean, just, if if you feel like after a few weeks of OTAs and you get in the training camp and go, okay, he's got the offense down and he seems physically comfortable, well, what's the point? What, what are we waiting for? Just Sam throw him Bradford out there. Sam
0: Bradford will be a $20 million back.
1: Yep, that's right. That's all right. I mean, so, and then what are we going to do? We'll put Sam Bradford out there for four weeks until his knee gives out again, and then we're going to throw Josh Rosen in and be like, sorry, we haven't given you any reps in five weeks, but now we'd like you to win games for us. Yeah. So that, that to me, if, if any of them are ready, get him out there. Come on, that day's over of, oh, we got to sit behind and groom. Certainly, like listen, if that lays itself out there and is a perfect situation, great, but there's nothing better than being on the field and dealing with live bullets. There's nothing that can beat that.
0: Cardinals didn't want Josh Rosen. No,
1: they did not. They tried to trade to Josh Allen. Everything I know is that the number five pick with the Broncos, the trade was in place. And it was with Arizona. And it was with Arizona. So
0: that would have been the surprise. And then Chubb was, the was on the
1: board and LA wasn't willing to do that. That was the things I was told. Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals were heartbroken they did not get Josh Allen.
0: Yeah. It's because the Browns the Browns screwed the Cardinals. Right. By the Browns passing on Bradley Chubb, LA went, I was going to trade, but this is one of the few guys I didn't think would be here. Exactly. So but so then Arizona takes their second favorite quarterback? Man, that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy for that to kind of come out. Cause now Allen and and Rosen were just gonna be comparing. No doubt about it. Yeah. They are.
1: It's all right. They got a good quarterback. They're going to be fine. I mean, he's certainly he, he's going to he's going to be absolutely fine in, in uh, Arizona. It's a good spot for him. He's going to a good offensive coordinator, Mike McCoy. He's got good two good quarterbacks that are burning around the block. They're a building team. They're not like anything special. We know that right now. Um, and there was something else I was going to say about Josh Rosen, but I cannot forget what it was going to be. Uh, but oh, dude. Yeah, I mean, so what that he said the like, nine guys in front of Everybody is so like, oh... Now, oh, now he cares too much. He cares too much. He didn't care about football enough before the draft, but damn it, now he cares too much. Come on, find a middle ground, Josh. You're not perfect yet. We we can't, it's all over the place. Again, here's another guy that we're just going to talk about every little thing he says and talks about and does. I don't give a damn. Oh, he wanted to be the number one pick.
0: Yes, he did. Eat crap, everybody else out there, okay? My goal is to show Simpson Lefko listeners how easy the media is to manipulate whenever we can. Mm -hmm. The next player that we have in person, I'm going to get them to say that they're going to win the Super Bowl. or That's their goal. And the media is just going to run with it, just like they did Malik, Malik Jackson last Jackson, year. Right. But what are these guys supposed to say? I Our know. goal? We want to lose in the divisional round. <laughs> To me that's a news story. Right. If Josh Rosen said, "Honestly, I thought I would have been drafted lower." That's a news story. Being upset with that you people went ahead of you, it's not a news story. No. I never and get
1: and it. he's got quarterbacks that it's personal to. He's seen them in person. Yeah. One of them he played against in the Crosstown rival. He doesn't want to be 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 behind him. I mean, yeah, you said it. He's in the green room with a camera on his face all the whole time. I stayed in my house, okay? And when the first round went by, damn, I was so pissed. I told my friends to get the F out of my house. I said, get the hell out of here. I'm done for the day. I that just...
0: almost happened to Lamar Jackson. Yes. And you heard the Ravens would have been comfortable taking him at 16. Yes. They wanted to take him at 16. But Tremaine Edmonds was still on the board and the Colts moved up got, to get
1: him. Got the call, the call from the Bills. So then what do the Ravens do? The Ravens from what I know called the few teams behind them that thought that they might be interested in Lamar Jackson, got answers that they liked and felt like, okay, we we feel okay. Okay, we're going to roll the dice. And if he can last to the end of the first, we'll make a play up for him once again.
0: Is Baltimore a good situation for Lamar Jackson? I think it's perfect. Really? I really do. Yeah. I, I mean, first of all. Because that's the concern with Lamar's. we didn't know where he was going to go, what yeah. kind of system, what kind of coaching staff. I, I I think John Harbaugh, Morty Mortingweg with a run game coordinator. They're football
1: guys that are not afraid of personalities, whether that's being antisocial or social or a loud mouth or you know, whatever yeah. it is. It, they don't care. Who's I think their
0: run game coordinator?
1: Greg Roman. Right, who was out there in San Francisco
0: with Kaepernick. So that's, and didn't he work with Tyrod Taylor, too? Yes, so he's going to be perfect for them. And Baltimore's a good personality spot for them, exactly. is what you were saying. Yes,
1: exactly right. They're, they're not worried about getting a guy that might be a little rough around the edges. Or if he's a choir boy and he can play football and he knocks people heads off, hey, bring, come to our team. If yeah. you're tough and you about football, Baltimore will take you. Right. Right.
0: But do you think that so what do they do with Joe Flacco? How do you think this navigates itself? I mean,
1: this is the last year for Joe Flacco. It's got to be. I mean, you're
0: kind of cool with it at this point.
1: I mean, yeah, there's there's I can't defend Joe Flacco anymore. I spent years defending him and I do think that people were too harsh on him throughout his whole career. I mean, he was an offense that never had huge talent. They weren't really about always putting up offensive numbers or worried about the quarterback throwing Mm. for 4,000 yards. It was kind of just like, no, we run. We play defense. Joe, we need you to make some big throws, and he did that and never really got the full credit, but he doesn't... Now we're at the point where he's not making the big throws anymore or the big plays, and then he brings nothing else to the table, too. I mean, he's not Johnny personality. He's not Johnny leadership. He has the same reaction whether he throws a 50-yard touchdown or a 50-yard pick six, it's the same Joe Flacco. It's a little Jay Cutlerish to where you go, damn, come on, get pissed off, do something, yell at your team, whatever. But don't just seem content to collect the check. And I think that's what Baltimore probably has a problem with more than anything. Mm. They have to. Again, they are about people who love football. This is They're the team fiery that had personalities. Right. This is the team that had Ray Lewis. This is John Harbaugh. They still have
0: Terrell Suggs. Right,
1: Jerron Harbaugh is ready to fight head coaches at the mid- midfield before a game. I mean, they yeah. they want guys that have like a burn in them, and that's where I think he. They don't think he's bringing anything extra to the the, the field. You th-
0: you said this in podcast leading up. Yeah, get Lamar on the field. They're Get him, put him on the wide field. receiver. It's going to cause a whole stir, right? But it's just to be in there, be in the huddle, listening, yes. hearing how Joe does. Get it. Get used to
1: the speed of the right. game. Oh, this makes me hot when these two. It's all going to help him play quarterback in the long run. So
0: the sixth quarterback taken also went to the AFC North. Yep. Steelers. Mason Rudolph. Is this the replacement for Ben, or is this the replacement for Landry Jones?
1: <sighs> I don't think it's the replacement for Ben. I think they took a guy that they saw. Okay, he's big. He moves around the pocket. He throws some good deep balls. Let's see if we can maybe right. That's he's a maybe pick, and I think that's all there is to it. I mean, how you know we've we've done this and been fell in this trap before, right? Like with Garrett Grayson when they drafted him down in New Orleans. Oh, is this the Drew Brees success plan? (laughs) No, it's not. It's very
0: rare that the mid round guy actually actually ends up
1: being that guy, right? Exactly right. So I don't see it. I do, listen, I want to give my my Steelers, the Steelers, Mike Tomlin's been getting a lot of crap because of their first round pick. Terrell Edmonds? Yeah, let me just set the record straight. Forget what all the draft experts say out there, okay? This kid is a baller. He was the third best safety in the draft for me. I mean he was. It was Minka Fitzpatrick, Derwin James, and then Terrell Edmonds. I mean, his film was phenomenal. If you read my notes, you'd go, Ooh, okay. I mean, when you're he's six one, two hundred and pound two hundred and twenty pounds. Two seventeen. Yeah. Two seventeen, right? Ran four four, has phenomenal hips. I mean his coverage was I mean, I was jaw dropping how good he was in coverage. And then his ability to come up and tackle, yeah, I mean, he's a freak athlete. It was a good pick by them. Mm. Makes him with Sean Davis. Man, him and—I mean, I, how happy is their mom today? I mean, you talk about, like, a mom two that had— brothers a, in the first I should have made her the winner on the video. That's a good one. Damn, I, like I missed that. All
0: right, so uh, Saquon did go too, and I didn't realize how much you and Dave Gettleman had in common. I love this quote. I mean, I'm thrilled with this draft. I mean, you got big butts, you got power, you got speed, you know— <laughs> Sorry if that was inappropriate. <laughs> I, uh, you, uh, you, is that a single T or a double T? That's a double T and a capital B. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Gentlemen. But the, I thought not only did he say he likes big butts, but he also. Had, I apologize. Like I'm like, like that's yeah, sims sims, sims apologizes yeah. all the time. Yeah. But Gettleman also starts off almost every point with "Let me tell you something," yeah, yeah. which is like what my dad does. <laughs> Gettleman's a character.
1: Ah, he's hilarious. He's the thickest Boston accent I've ever oh, heard. Hey, too. Dave Gettleman. Hey, hey. hey, we like some hog mollies over here. That's the other thing he's been
0: saying up here in the news:
1: Hogmollies.
0: Hog which is like
1: code word for big asses and big people.
0: So I I look and you your power rankings came out. Two teams had huge jumps. The Packers went from 22 to 11, and I'm sure it's because Aaron Rodgers is healthy. I
1: wrote in my thing, he's worth at least seven spots.
0: Yeah, so I knew that. But the team that jumped up 17 spots, you had the Giants move from 31 to 14. I know. And it's and they not haven't just because of Saquon. They haven't played a game. <laughs> I know. They, they, they leapfrog half the NFL. Right. What's, what are you thinking? Well, I don't think How they How much were... it is Saquon and Will Hernandez and Lorenzo Carter? It's all of and it. And free agents. It's getting
1: rid of JPP and the DRCs who were cancers in their locker room. It was. It's a whole changing in the culture and the dysfunctional way of Ben McAdoo's world to get a Shermer in there who's no nonsense, a Gettleman who's no nonsense. Yeah. I just think all of those things. and of course you know Schirmer's an improvement in just the offensive creative system who played center for them at the end of the last year Giants. Oh, at the end, gosh, you're gonna—I don't even remember because the only reason got I'm hurt. saying is yeah. you have
0: Nate Solder at left tackle right. with Will Hernandez at left guard, yeah, and I the can't. guy that filled in pretty admirably at center. All of a sudden, the Giants have a strength on their line. It's the left side of that line, yes, and it could be pretty good next year for somebody like Saquon. I just think Shermer's in a good situation with a lot of weapons right now.
1: Oh, I mean, a lot of weapons. I mean, is there a more explosive offense than football? Maybe the Steelers. Maybe
0: the Steelers. Maybe you're right. I mean, they have experience doing it because the thing that. Are are You're they looking- more explosive, though? I don't really think they you are. You said this during the yeah. draft. Yes. What's the excuse for Eli going to be now?
1: Yes, right. You can't have one because they've made excuses up from here, up here in New York. And and again, I, I'm going to sound like I'm an Eli Manning hater because my dad's Phil Simms. I don't really give a crap. Eli's the greatest quarterback in Giants history. I don't care. I'm just telling you, keeping it real. Yeah, it hasn't been good play from Eli Manning. And the excuse up here in the New York media is, well, if you put a good offensive line with him and give him a good running back and give him good receivers, he can still be good. Well, no crap. So can anybody. So we got that. You're right. There so is no He's more. got the
0: running. Yes. He's got the receivers. He's got the tight end. He's got the left tackle. Right. He's got it. He's got it.
1: Let's see it. They're stacked. I mean, what do you do? you got to go, damn, Saquon out of the backfield. we got to worry about him underneath. Oh, Evan Ingram behind the linebackers there. Oh, crap. Holy cow. He's amazing. He's like Jordan Reed. Oh, gosh, my gosh. And Odell Beckham Jr. is running across the field at a 60-yard post. I mean, it's phenomenal. And then Sterling Shepard second round pick yeah I mean it's it's they're stacked right yeah. now that's why I mean just between the those changes okay getting some of those characters out of the locker room. Um, it all comes down to Eli. Comes down to Eli. The defense, new scheme that I believe in even more. And Patrick, come on, yeah. it's it's hard to come up with a team that has more stars on their roster than the New York Giants, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk. we still the
0: Landon Collinses. And and the...
1: Janoris Jenkins, yeah. and you know, uh, you still got Olivier Vernon, and yeah. you got Snacks Harrison, and you start to go through the names, and it's like names. Alec Ogletree. Alec Ogletree, exactly yeah. right.
0: You start to go through it, and you go, damn, there's a lot of names on the New York Giants. Um, my other favorite soundbite, this one is ridiculous jim ursay his call to quentin nelson i haven't heard this yet i've heard you
1: talk about it. everyone
0: is focusing on the end of the call and i'll play it for you when he says we need to protect andrew but no one is talking about the beginning of the call right just ursay in general i can't imagine jim ursay is my boss Quentin Nelson is at a is at a lake house with his family. Right. You're going to hear the new head coach, Frank Reich, pass it off. While he passes off, you're going to hear Quentin Nelson being like, let's go! And then Ursa comes on. And it's just Jim Ursa.
1: Awesome, thank you so here's
0: much. Here's Mr. Oh, Ursa. Hey, Quentin, what's up, man?
1: Hey, hey Quentin, what's up,
0: man? I mean, like, <laughs> t- just j- let's awesome. do it again. Thank you so much. Here's Mr. Oh, Ursa. Quentin, what's up, man? Like, who talks like that? When I heard it, it sounded it sounded like Eminem's character, Ken Kniff, when he first started rapping. He's like, Ken Kniff from Connecticut. Like, what are you? Like, I can't believe that's the owner of the team. And then he goes on in, this is the mind of Jim Irsay. Listen to the ego about the guys he's watched in his life. Yeah, well, good. Listen, I, you know, I've seen Hannah on the field live. I've seen Munoz on the field live. I've seen them throw guys around. All they keep telling me and all they've told me is, is how damn good you are. And he, sa- it sounds so creepy. I've seen Munoz and I've seen them toss around. And he, he goes on for so long, and the kid's not listening anymore. But then he ends it with, "This is the quote that everyone." was talking about family and uh we can't wait to catch you and uh andrew needs protection Andrew needs, needs protection. Protect. But for me, I just think I need the beginning of that call. Like, I think that's the, the Ursay that I know, yes. which is, hey, hey Quinn, Quinn, what's up, man?
1: <laughs> you know he's you know he's got, like, a special box? Hey, Quentin, what's up, man? Hey, Quinn, <laughs> what's up, man? You want to come up to my luxury box and smoke some cigarettes in yeah. there? You know hey. he has that in there? What do you mean? In his luxury box, he has a special glassed in box within and the box rips so he can rip through cigarettes inside and it has its own little system i've seen it because so it's game. like
0: it's like three and he's like i can't handle this man i'm going in i'm the box. going in the box <laughs> get quentin nelson man i told he told me he's gonna throw some bodies what is man this? cigarettes give me the good shit and you wonder like like they needed chris ballard they really needed Chris Ballard. He went out there and drafted your guy Ture, he yeah, from Rutgers. i,
1: I uh, He did. The Colts killed it. They were the, one of the teams certainly you'd look at and go, they had a phenomenal draft.
0: So Ursay came out and said they got trade calls for Luck, and he said, they said, trust me, I'll read it in my in my voice, yeah. <laughs> in Urce's <laughs> voice. Trust me, man. There are people who would give an unprecedented amount of draft picks for him, all with a number one behind them, and we wouldn't even consider it, man. <laughs> You're on You're on point with this he right He's our now. guy, and we're confident about that. Let's just say, yeah. Um, but do you think people were really calling trying I to get I don't know. Like, I just have a hard time thinking that like
1: NFL teams were like, hey, you know that quarterback you're paying $26 million a year for and his shoulder and
0: hasn't been able to throw in a year and a half? Can we have him? I just I'm not sure if I'm buying it. I think that there are little storylines that GMs and stuff stay right after the draft. If there's no reporter in the in the draft room to sell everything. Oh, you know what? We actually he was number 1 on our board when he came <laughs> up. And you're like, "They got the top player on their board." Or I know you're going to defend this, but Rashad Penny. Right. John Schneider came out and said, "A true rarity is that we had a team call after we selected him and try to acquire him. I've never experienced that. Oh. We feel very blessed oh. tonight." And like, that such, you know, that like,
1: was a good selling point. Teams were so
0: interested in, in the reach for a running back at the end of round one yeah. that they wanted to trade, so it feels like validation. Right.
1: Why and is everybody so mad with that one but not mad
0: at, like, Sony Michelle or... Because... I think that in our culture, in mock draft culture, if we see someone there, like Maurice Hurst, people were going, how is he still on the board? People that have not watched any film or anything, but because they saw mocks, your mind gets comfortable at seeing a guy there. That's what it is. And I think Rashad Penny was in none of the mocks. None of the mocks. You came out and said, he's my second favorite running back. He
1: was right there. I gave Sonny Michel the title of the second favorite. And again, I'm so disappointed we didn't do more draft videos this year because you didn't get to deep dive in my notes. But like... Yes, I wrote. I watched. I watched Barkley. I watched Geis. I watched Michelle. I watched Rashad Penny all consecutively. And when I got done with Rashad Penny, I went, "Oh, I wrote on the bottom of my notes, man, it is really close between him and Sony Michelle for the second best back in this draft." I said, I'm, and I wrote my last line was, "I'm going to go with Michelle just because he played in the SEC," and but Penny is talented. He was a first round caliber running back, and you know, again. You know, the value of the. I'm kind of sick of hearing everybody talk about these running backs and, oh, Saquon Barkley, you can make him a number two running backs from everywhere. Okay. But, you know, the two best running backs, some of the best running backs in football were also top 10 picks. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott's. He he would be like the number one back in football for me when he can get him. He's he was a top ten pick. Okay, Todd Gurley was a top ten pick, so Giants could have Todd. I know, I understand. Right, I understand the Le'Veon Bell's went in the second round and some of those things like that. And there's been other guys too, but Saquon was different from all of them. Saquon is the best running back to come out since Adrian Peterson. He is that special. He's worth the second pick. The running other running back thing. Listen, if you're talented, you're talented. Who cares? The rookie wage skill does not exist anymore, so you're not paying like. Like, when I was in the Pucks in 2005, we Kinda paid, like, like five years, $70 million for a running back
0: who only lasted four years. What's wild is there's no rookie wage scale, yet Saquon, I believe, is the second highest paid running back in the NFL, and there's no rookie wage scale. Right. There that is a rookie you, wage scale. but yeah, yes. there, That's yes, what I mean. There yeah, is yeah. one. But yeah. it's not the inflated yes. uh, Sam Bradford, like, $100 million and never right. played a game. Right, But that's how low running backs get paid. Yes. But Saquon looks to be someone that's deserving of right. that. Right. It's... So, so, why? I think the Rashad Penny thing is also this. Yeah. Uh, we talked about a lot with bias. And I think if you remember Daryl Morey, you cannot compare a guy that looks like another guy in the NBA. You also can't compare him to somebody that played on his team. Yeah. And I think that was a factor. Johnny uh, Baker Mayfield is being negatively impacted because he looks like Johnny Manziel. Yes. Derwin James was probably inflated by some people because, oh, he looks like Jalen Ramsey. No, he's just wearing a Florida State jersey and it's hard to get over that. Donnell Prumphrey played for San Diego State last year. Right. The guy that led the nation in rushing, same team as Rashad Penny, and he was a bust. They are completely different people. Didell Pumphrey weighs like one sixty, Rashad Penny weighs two twenty. But because they both played at that school, it's impossible for someone to succeed when someone just failed. Yeah. We couldn't get over the fact we couldn't, we could, yeah, that Patrick Mahomes was a good prospect and played at Texas yeah, Tech. Yeah, no, you're right about that. But for a lot of people, because he played at Texas Tech, right. even though they've had two to three coaching changes and it's not, you know, Cliff Kingsbury. Right he can actually be successful. Yeah. And that's, I think it's hard for people.
1: I did this. They get, they get enamored with the emblems on the helmet. Some of the storylines you're right. Like, you know, this is another one that drives me crazy. I hear sometimes the draft guys like, Oh, he's only a one year starter, but then the number four pick in the draft, that was okay. He's a number one. He's a one year starter. That wasn't a problem for him. But the other guys, I'm downgrading them a, a few points because they were a one year starter, but the guys I liked, they're allowed to be one year starters. That's yes. what I, that's what the double talk is what drives me crazy in the draft season. Cause I sometimes wanna go, like, do you hear the words that are coming out of your mouth? If you listened and read, read back what some of these guys say, I wanna go, wait, you, sometimes they talk about a player glowingly and Ooh. they go, he's a fifth or a sixth round pick. And I wanna go, you
0: just talked about him like he was a second rounder. You did that with, with uh, Baker Mayfield. Right. I you did went back and read your words and went, I think I actually have him at fifth. I think I, think I have him behind Darnold. The night before the
1: draft, I went through because I was going, you know, let me read back through my notes to see if there's any points, things. And I went back through the quarterbacks and I said, damn, you know, my report does not read that Baker Mayfield is the third best quarterback in this yeah. draft.
0: I'm actually going to say this right now. This is a public service announcement. Uh, if athletes keep things that analysts say as motivation, that's fine. If you think we're trying to impact your draft stock, or if you think that we don't like your you as a person you're crazy if anything you should respect us more that we're willing to talk honestly about you yeah. and if Baker ends up being Russell Wilson you could play this clip and throw it right back yep, in our faces we'll tell you but the we're only, stupid. the only way we could do our job yeah. is to just be
1: honest it's all we can do we work hard we be honest that's all there is to it I'm going to mess up I know that like you said during the draft I said Greg Robinson second pick of the St. Louis Rams is going to be a Hall of Fame left tackle man his ass ain't blocked anybody since he got in the league yeah so, I mean, you're going to be wrong. Bill Belichick's wrong about draft picks all the time. If he can be wrong, damn, I can be too.
0: I think that my favorite part of the draft, obviously, is an Eagles-Homer, if I can go on about this. First of all, Jason Witten suddenly retires before the second day of the draft. Day two. We're doing day one. They come up to pick. They end up picking Leighton Vanderesh. The Dallas Cowboy fan contingent walked out, which is unbelievable. Unbelievable. But when it came up, I said, "Are they going to take the the tight end from South Carolina? Because you know Jason Witten's getting old." And we we're like, "No, nah, they don't really need him." Then he retires, and they're like blindsided. Right now, Jason Witten, apparently, reportedly, is being offered four to four and a half million a year mm. to do Monday Night Football. If he gets all of his roster bonuses, he might not even touch two million for the wow. Cowboys. I see 1.05 million and up to 750,000 in per game roster bonuses, but I saw they readjusted some bonuses. And if the number I saw, it might be 4.7. So you're getting your year plus the future. And we saw this with Romo. We saw this with Keyshawn Johnson. You might have to end your career short to get a broadcasting job like that. But it does seem very unwitness-esque. It does. I mean, I know you and I are
1: the same way. I mean, again, we're just going to keep it real here. I mean, Jason Witten has been Johnny
0: model good citizen. He has a Geico commercial. It's just him blocking and jumping over pads right. because he doesn't say anything because he's that good of a teammate. I
1: mean, he he truly is. Anything you can't – he's a choir boy. He's a Boy Scout. You can't find anything wrong with him. But this was wrong. I mean, to me, you've had the whole
0: offseason. And then you're going to blindside the football team on the – What if he just got the offer because Greg Olson turned it down? But,
1: but, okay, but so he obviously knew – this was they at least were in some sort Sometimes. of conversation yes. he's at least been telling his agent to at least talk and so he's at least had it, had it on his radar but it tells you that he hasn't even discussed it with the Cowboys because the Cowboys came out and said it's news to me and then they came and then they had to have him in the the facility on Friday mm. before the draft to have another talk Try with him. him so that tells you that it's real i mean just from connecting the dots right there and that also tells you that yeah he had not informed the team of that so yeah that i mean that just bothered me from that aspect where Again, because he's squeaky clean and all that, everyone's just going to go, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. He's been so good, and he's such a good guy his whole career. No, that was a messed up move. That's a dirty way to do your team and the Cowboys.
0: And let me also say this. What is this booth more likely to do? Joe Tessitore and Jason Witten. More likely to broadcast a Dallas Cowboys preseason game or be the faces of Monday Night Football. That's just me being Adam Lefko watching media. I cannot believe that's going to be the booth next season. John Gruden and Sean McDonough to Joe Tessitore and Jason Witten. Jason Witten, you think he's going to have like some real groundbreaking analysis? I think it's going to be like, oh, it was a good throw there, Joe. Right? You're not going to talk shit. I will. No, um,
1: I just, I don't know how, you're right. I don't even know enough about his personality. Like, I know what Greg Olson could be, and I think Greg Olson, Greg Olson would, he would
0: could, be the one. would be funny and quippy no and intelligent doubt. and right. be like, Joe, that's a weird tie you're yeah. wearing. Like Jason right. Witten's just like, it's about blocking and execution. Exactly. It does seem that way. I don't right? know him well on up, but I, you're right. No, I'm, I'm with you. We're obsessed with these guys that are retiring, and it's like, dude, if you want to go Terrell Suggs, right. get Terrell Suggs in the booth. Right. That would be entertaining. <laughs> You know, and then and then you know we we trot Rex Ryan out there. I don't know. Like it's it's bad. I'm just gonna say though that as an Eagles fan, for Drew Pearson to be in Philly last year and to hear the booze and go five times Super Bowl champion, and then. The Dallas Cowboys are sitting there blindsided that Jason Witten has retired, sitting there going, What are we going to do? And they're sitting there, and here comes the number two tight end in the class. He's super talented. His name is Dallas Goddard, named after the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to be getting him in two picks, and they're going, Come to Papa. What a seamless transition, Jason. Take Monday Night Football. We got an open ceremony. We can roll out the red carpet. And the Eagles trade up, and David Akers goes out there and says, Hey, Cowboys fans, the last time you won a Super Bowl, these kids weren't born yet. And by the way, we're taking the tight end named Dallas. I mean, talk about owning it. Yeah, he owned it. I love it. Especially because there were rumors. Other than he talked like this, he was like,
1: we're the world champion, Philadelphia Eagles. He was. He's he's a kicker. He was a kicker.
0: From? (laughs)
1: Texas? Louisville. Damn. I was yeah. going to say, what?
0: No. No. Where are the world champions! <laughs> yeah, here's what he sounded like. That's what I got a kick out of. And it was amazing. It was amazing. That was, that was, and what's funny is I think it was very fortuitous. Apparently there was a rumor that T.O. was going to be the one that did the Eagles pick at 32 to merge the Eagles and the Cowboys together. And not only did the Eagles not have to deal with that. They traded it so that Lamar Jackson could be a first round pick because I wanted the revenge of Drew Pearson to be the David Akers. Yes. If T.O. would have come out, it would have kind of pushed that away. Right. And T.O. would have come out probably like a split jersey and been like, hey, I played for both teams. Is T.O. going to go in the Hall of Fame as an Eagle? No. Are you sure? I heard you didn't want to go in as a 49er. No, I don't know. That would be cool. Take two him and Brian Dawkins. That would
1: be cool. Um, what do you think of the draft? What do you mean? I mean, do we keep doing the city tour or do we just put it back in New York? What's your take? Because it sounds like you have an opinion. Oh I just like New York better. Um, I thought the Philadelphia one the was Philadelphia really cool. The Philadelphia one was cool.
0: It was outside. It, it was, was an better experience. than this one, for sure. Well, it's because Dallas, everything about Dallas, I can see the price tag sticking out well, the Well, and there's
1: nothing there. It's a stadium in the middle of nowhere, like where yours was, at least it's downtown. Guys can walk to the bar or whatever it may be. There's, it's an experience. Yes.
0: Uh, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get well, it's it. Well, look, Dallas is looking at it as a monetary gain. Yep. Uh, you know, they have like all the fans sitting there, assigned segments, sections, and all that stuff. You're right. With New York, you had the line out front. On a radio city it's music New York hall, city,
1: it makes it a bigger deal. I just feel like it's a little bit bigger a spectacle.
0: I, and I'm old school, and I understand that so. they're going to keep moving it yeah. because it's becoming a thing. I don't like how you know we talk about they're going to do all those surprise picks. There's going to be a parrot. There's going to be someone in space. I don't need a random kid. In every city, announcing every pick.
1: No, that's why our draft coverage really, that's where my all my friends just go, They, you guys kill it because we're ahead of everybody else that's on TV. Our picks are always ahead, yeah. and you know, we talk
0: about the picks. And I'm going to say this, if they want to keep moving it, I'm kind of down to throw our own draft event in New York from now on. Okay, I have so like if a they, little party somewhere. If they want to keep moving it, right. Maybe we take this on the road, and maybe we get a venue, and maybe people watch the draft with us in New York. Because I know we got fans. I, from I think that
1: would be cool, and then we have people like who can literally ask us questions live there instead of us just sitting here at the desk trying to figure out. That's what out. I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I think it could be cool. If I they do. want to run away from New York, right? We can own it. We can own it. I'm down. Let's do it. All right, pound it, pound it, pound it, fist pound it. me, fist me. Um, Leighton Vanderash. Let's just talk about him really quick. Was that? Was, <laughs> uh, do the Cowboys just love white linebackers? What's the deal? <laughs>
1: I love how you just brought it up. Leighton Van Der Esch, let's just talk about him a little bit. I mean, I do think it was, um, for me, uh, the thing I looked at with that pick, he's big, he's got incredible physical ability. That is without question. Yeah. I get that. I did not think he was the most physical player I saw at the middle linebacker position. I actually questioned whether he was a true NFL middle linebacker. I thought really more he was like a 3-4 outside linebacker, more like a T.J. Watt. If anything, but they don't play the three four there, so they're going to use him as an in the box type of guy. Yeah, I just think it's risky when you've drafted Jalen Smith who has nerve damage. You have Sean Lee, who's, Randy Gregory, second round, broke. right, right, exactly. Randy Gregory, who the drug progr- program got back to him, and that yep. was all those warnings were there. Sean Lee's a concussion away from being done forever. Forever, you lost Anthony Hitchens, and you go with a guy that some teams wiped off their board because of medical issues. And
0: Rashawn Evans
1: was there, and Rashawn Evans was there. That that to me. I just I that would be
0: one it's where I would have gone, I just go let me just go with the safe one here and Rashawn Evans. They draft that kid Gallup, uh yeah. wide receiver, and they trade for Tavon Austin. Right. You raised your eyebrows. Is Tavon Austin gonna be more in Dallas than he was with the Rams? I think so. I mean I think they're they're yes. I, I don't think they could be and they also traded Ryan Switzer to the Raiders. Right.
1: Um That I think Tavon, Tavon, I think just in Dallas, like they're going to use him just because their lack of other playmakers. So uh, I don't think they're overly complicated in what they do offensively there. But I think he's going to be Mr. Slot Receiver, Speed Sweeps, Third Down Back out of the backfield. Stop trying to make him Darren Sproles. Instead of trying to make him Julian Edelman, which is what I feel like everybody's trying to do, make him Darren Sproles. That's what he is. Let him be back there. He's quick as hell. Nobody mm. can ever get a clean shot on him, so don't worry about whether he gets beat up or whatever right. else. And and then integrate him into the game that way. But, yeah, they're a team that I expected to take a receiver. They didn't really do that.
0: Um that was it. No, they took two receivers. They I took mean, Gall- I know, the
1: receiver early on. Yeah, in I that, know but yeah,
0: Yeah, uh, Other trades, I want to get on these trades. Mm-hmm. Martavis Bryant yeah, to the Raiders. I was, actually,
1: that's where I paused. I was going to go to that, but yes. Let's talk about it. Yeah, him. I mean, that was, I think, the
0: best move of the whole draft for the it's Raiders. It's funny because it was met with such negativity. And it's funny because they're going, you gave up a third-round pick for Martavis Bryant, and I'm going, Martavis Bryant only cost you a third-round pick? Yeah. Like, not enough people. Like, the Patriots got Trent Brown for what, a third-round pick also? Yeah, right. And I'm going, do you really think you were going to get a six-eight-three forty tackle with pro experience for a third in the third round? You nah, weren't. Right. Like, Martavis Bryant has already proved that he is one of the elite athletes in the NFL. Right. He had some uh, drug issues. Yeah. He battled back. He had some fighting with the Steelers, but let's be real. Le'Veon is still fighting with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Big Ben got in a fight with the offensive coordinator <laughs> to the point where he had to get fired. Right. So it doesn't really sound like the Steelers are like a kumbaya, yeah. and Martavis was the one riling up. Right. And to be honest, don't, can't you see John Gruden going, Mark that fire, man? I need that fire here, man. Come on. Like, he's a, him and Amari Cooper. Like you got something special now. You do. I think it's a good value. I think people are still bad mouthing Martavis, and I, I, to me, there's a lot of trash talkers in Pittsburgh and a lot of a lot of crap talkers. Well, I mean,
1: I mean, I I think you're right to a degree. I mean, think about it. You you made the good point actually. Look at the. I mean, Antonio Brown had an issue with the team a little bit. James Harrison's had a team issue. So uh, there's been a little bit of that to go on up there. I'm not mad at like Martavis Brown. Yeah, he messed up. He failed drug tests. He he missed a year of football. That's his fault. We get that. It's not like a bad guy. I don't think anybody. He's going to like oh, Martavis Bryant. He's a cancer in the locker room, and you know he's out on the streets being a bad guy when he leaves the football facility. No, it's,
0: it's another quote that became a thing. Like he's upset he's not playing. Yeah, it's like wow, you think he's a bad guy? Like what do you want him to say? I'm a, I'm appreciating my limited role yeah, behind the, a rookie. The, Juju Smith-Schuster is
1: phenomenal over yeah, here. Yeah, I just I know, I know. He, he has a chance to be a star in Oakland, and he just a, he's another guy. Just fits he the Raiders. like a Raider. We should make oh, him and man. Gruden
0: wear patches on their eyes together. Yeah. No, you have to make Martavis Bryant sit on Gruden's shoulder. He's the new parrot. <laughs> He's the new parrot. Uh, Trent Brown to the Patriots. Yeah. The, the 49ers did this after drafting Mike McGlinchey, yep. who will be the right tackle, likely right. the future left tackle of the 49ers. It's funny how his stock grew in like a day. Yeah. But the Patriots getting Trent Brown. Yeah. Is he a true Patriots guy? He's enormous.
1: He's enormous, and that's what they like. Yes, he is a true Patriots guy. I mean, he is... Uh, uh, the Patriots believe in size on the offensive line and especially in length and that size, too. That's why they've had the Nate Solders and the, uh, you know, the Sebastian Vollmers. And of course, even now, I mean, Marcus Cannon, Adrian Waddle, 6'8, they like those kind of guys on the edge. Trent Brown is their type of right tackle, certainly. Uh, it's going to be for him just learning a whole new system, going mm. to be a lot more rules mm. in his offense, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, he's got, I mean, Trent Brown's a good right tackle in the NFL. He really is. Um, and he can definitely help them out.
0: And you were kind of thinking, now with that offensive line, they draft Isaiah Wynn.
1: Yeah, they're going to go... Isaiah Wynn at left guard, Shaq right.
0: Mason at right guard, Trent Brown at right tackle.
1: Right. Uh, David with, Andrews at center. Yep. And then the left tackle could be... You were be thinking maybe Marcus Cannon. Marcus Cannon, or the kid they got... What is The kid they drafted last year. Uh, and Garcia... Antonio
0: Garcia. I, Antonio
1: Garcia had, I think, a blood clot issue. I might be wrong there, but it was something like that where the he didn't get to play money. last year. But... He is uh he was a guy that I know that they were super excited about. I think they want him to be the
0: future left tackle. I think uh one other trend that I'm seeing with the Patriots is it's a little bit like Belichick's coaching disciples haven't gone a lot of places and had success, but now we're starting to see the GM disciples starting to figure it out in Tennessee and Detroit, Bob Quinn and and John Robinson. But I thought it was very interesting the way both of those teams drafted guys that I think Belichick would have wanted. At 20, the Detroit Lions took Frank Ragnow, and the Titans traded ahead of the Patriots to take Rashawn Evans, a team that the Patriots probably needed. And I was curious... And then later on, the second round, the Titans traded ahead of the Patriots again to get Harold Harold Landry. Landry. Right, right, and it's like they know, those are true Belichick disciples, those guys. They are. Because they've been in the room that you've talked about with the secret big board, and they know what Belichick wants. Coaches, they got to replicate the coaching style. That's hard. Coaches don't
1: get the inside look. See, the GM, the disciple thing can be good, because they actually get to see, this is how the front office works. I know all about the front office, so I can go be a GM somewhere else. I might not know every little trick of the trade in Bill Belichick's mind about why he made this trade, but I know the scouting system and New England. Yes. I know the type of player Bill values. I know the. That's t- it. That's the, the value. Exactly right. And I'm
0: seeing these teams now use it to their advantage. Yeah. and I've never seen anyone take advantage of Bill's stuff like that. They're phenomenal. Listen, Bob and you trust those guys. I really
1: do. They're Bob real football guys. They're, I have so much respect for them. Man, I hated them to death at times when I was working for them because they were ground into the ground. I mean, it just was constant. I mean, it, you know, it was like it was literally like that movie where you had a pile of work on your side of your so desk and you got done one. with it. You're getting to the end of it and there was another one. to pile right on. You were like, you mother of yeah. Yeah, But yes, they are, they have a, a great feel for the game, understand how to build a team. Where the coaches who we go, why don't there are more good disciple coaches? They only get to see one side of the ball Few conversations Okay I get to implement The offense But why did Bill Make these roster moves And all this stuff They're kind of in the dark About those decisions yeah. and I think that's why Sometimes it doesn't Translate always The right away.
0: The other thing The other trend That I noticed Is seven interior Offensive linemen Were taken in the top 39 picks mm. So if you If you do the math that's... Any from the Big 12 Or the Pac-12 uh, no. I don't think so, right? No, just SEC, Big it's, Ten. And, and ACC. ACC. Yeah. But I, I kind of looked at him, I was like, man, that's like one out of every five picks right. was an interior offensive lineman. And I feel like there was a, like a thing about three years ago, which was like, there's not enough value there for a guard. It's a guard. You can get a guard later. But Frank Ragnow, uh the kid from Ohio State, Billy Price. Right. Isaiah uh, Wynn. Isaiah Wynn, the right. Patriots. And then a number, th- two of the top three picks of the second round. Three of the f- top four. Right. Three of the top four. Right. So I... And then Quentin Nelson, of course. So I look at all that and I McGlinchey. go we see all of these pass rushers coming in the interior, and then I think about the Tampa Bay Bucks. And we go, why? And they take Derwin James. And I go, Oh, well, because they have Gerald McCoy and Vita Veya, and they play in a division that faces Jameis Winston, Drew Brees, and Matt Ryan. How do you mess those guys up? Yeah. Probably go right up their face. Right. Instead of on the outside. Right. And so for me, I think the way and I- those teams can run it too. It's not like they're just passing teams. So you gotta be big up front match it so the way that i look at the nfl it's a revolving door of themes and we go through this all the time athletic tight ends are super big right now slot corners are super big and i think right now an interior pass rush is enormous and so it the the that's how the league works and then the goal is in my mind if you're a gm is to find a way to go against the grain right. while also being protected against the grain and that's what Belichick's always done well but just a trend that i saw on this draft i thought was interesting
1: i think it is interesting i think i mean I, you said it before the draft and i think you know in a few of the conversations and i think you're spot on with that just to talk about the interior offensive line and how important defensive tackles are in the oh, nfl right now how freakish they are really They've never been better they've never been
0: better so the lions trading up to get a deshaun hand right like a little bit later in the draft there's not a lot of guys that are that big no i mean i get that you know he was another guy
1: if he didn't have an injury okay uh it, it, with his knee in, in college he was a Top 40 of the draft type town. When he was healthy, there are special things to like about Deshaun Ham. I mean, when I turned on the film and saw the knee good, I was impressed. I mean, 6'4, 297, ran 4'8.3. I mean, he ran faster than the number one pick in the draft and only outweighs him by uh, 90 pounds. Man. So that, it just tells you what kind of a 31 and a half inch vertical at that size, 28 bench, pre, 28 bench press reps.
0: Look, we talk a lot about, I talk a lot about the final four quarterbacks, right. but look at the final four defensive lines. Mm-hmm. The Jacksonville yes. Jaguars, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Minnesota Vikings, and then the Patriots were the ones that were a little bit smaller, right? But they're the they have Bill Belichick, I mean,
1: they have Bill Belichick, and they have like it's on a defensive line. They have like a plethora of linebackers and yes. mix matches and everything they can do.
0: I watched the Eagles in the eight weeks where Ronald Darby was hurt, playing with with uh, Jalen Mills and like a cast of random corners, and they never got taken advantage of. Yeah, and I kept thinking, how is this possible? Because the D line was nonstop. You win the game in the trenches. You've heard that a million times. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to guys that fell a little bit further than okay. we thought okay. and the surprises that were picked. So we'll start off with a, a fall. Uh, let's go with Derwin James yeah. at 17. Right. We thought he was a lock for 12. Right. What do you think happened?
1: Well, I, I think really the quarterback thing threw things through a wrench into the situation. Tampa Bay trading down, okay, they go by the Via. Right, so that and was the a...
0: Raiders, in one of the surprises, took Colton Miller. Yes,
1: right, which I understand. When you think back about it now, listen, they have a needed tackle. That, that's a serious issue there, and this was the second-best tackle in the draft, and they just wanted to feel that. Was it, it was a little too early for Colton Miller, probably, He yes. was
0: your second-best tackle in the draft? Yeah,
1: as a true tackle, potential left tackle guy, yeah, true tackle. Yeah, a lot tackle. of people crapping on him. Um, but, no, he, he's, he's got a lot of things. I mean, he's a starting left tackle at some point in the NFL. He really is. But I think with the Derwin James thing, too, okay, everybody we we, we heard the people with the hate mail to Jason Light in Tampa. Did you hear all that stuff, right? You know, I know the guy, you know, plumbers are now should be running the draft. But Meanwhile,
0: the Bucks had a really good draft.
1: Awesome draft. Jerwin James doesn't necessarily fit what they want to do. They're not a like, safety in the box type of team. And they have Quan Alexander and Levante David, who are like basically big safeties or smaller linebackers. That's what Jerwin James is. Mm. I mean, he's going to be playing that Cam Chancellor position for the Los Angeles Chargers. He's going to be in the box. It's almost like an extra linebacker. So it wasn't needed there. The next team that you said, ooh, maybe the Redskins will take him? Well, Deron Payne was there. Right. I'm not mad at them for taking Deron Payne. I mean, they weren't desperate at safety. They have no star there, but they had solid there. And by the way, just on the Bucs,
0: they got that MJ kid from North Carolina, MJ Stewart, who's kind of a safety. He's going to be a safety. And they took Carlton Davis. My man. So they addressed it. Yes. The the Raiders traded back and, as you said, took Colton Miller. Uh, The other team, they were thinking about the Niners, but they went tackle. Yep. And then the Dolphins, they went Minka Fitzpatrick, the other safety.
1: Yes, they did. And I think they went with the guy that they just felt like could do the most and was the safest bet for the back end. Again, Derwin James, you almost have to think of him not as a – he wasn't going to be in the back end playing center field free safety for a team. It's almost like you got to think he's going to be used like a Telvin Smith. An undersized linebacker who
0: can fly around the field. So apparently, I read an article about this, the decision for the Chargers at 17 yeah. was Derwin James or Taven Bryan. Ooh. And they really wanted Taven Bryan, but Ooh. they knew the Jaguars wanted Taven Bryan, and they were going to try and trade up ahead of the Jaguars later to then also take Taven oh, Bryan, man. but they weren't able to do no,
1: it. Well, same defensive system, of course, they both like that guy because Taven Bryan, if you tell him to own a gap, he is going to own it. He is a JJ J. Watt-ish uh Michael Bennett f- fuck the play up kind of player.
0: I was surprised when he came on the screen and he was white. I didn't know. Oh, that's great. I'm so glad. Yeah. That's why I was comparing him to JJ J. Watt and
1: some of the pre-draft yeah, stuff. You got that now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go white. We're, I don't cross over. No,
0: you have to. <laughs> I know. I do. Uh, that's the Daryl Morey rule. I, I know. Daryl Morey is there's a white guy you got to compare him. It's so hard. Can not compare to JJ so. Redick? It's so hard. Of course, I but know. that's but that's why. The but his truly rate, his
1: movements were JJ Watt ish. Like right. I really looked at him, and was like sometimes it does. It's
0: similar. Like he he's he was one of my favorite players in the draft. Tremaine Edmonds fell to sixteen. Yes, and Buffalo actually traded it seemingly more to get him than right. they did to trade up. Uh, that they to get say, Josh Allen? Yes. yes. Uh, why do you think Tremaine Emmons fell?
1: Uh, I, again, I think when we just look at some of the teams, right? I mean, okay, who's there? I, in the top ten... Really, the only team that was looking to take linebackers were the Colts and the Bears, right? And the Bears took Roquan. Right, and And the the Colts Colts had Quentin Nelson.
0: Nelson. So that was hard for them to turn down. The the Bears obviously liked Roquan. The Niners were the team that I think all of these guys were linked to. Uh, Yes. Tremaine, Derwin, Derwin, Roquan, McGlinchey. And they went McGlinchey, and then there was just a run. There was a run. I mean, the Dolphins, okay. I think Minka went higher than Tremaine, and in most mocks, Tremaine was going higher than Minka.
1: Yeah, probably, by a few picks. You're right. Um but then after that, you know, listen, I mean, the Saints, they don't need it. They wanted the Marcus Davenport. The Raiders were another team. We said, ooh, they could use a linebacker, right. but they went cold Miller. And then there they are, pick 16. I mean, damn, he got super freak at his middle linebacker. For That's going to be amazing.
0: We talked about some of those teams seeing a Baker Mayfield and being less than impressed with his physical attributes. Yeah. The Buffalo team is going to go out there. This is a Buffalo team that made the playoffs. And they get Josh Allen walking into practice, and they're going, holy crap. I mean, he might like throw the ball out of the stadium. (sighs) And then on defense, Tremaine Edmonds walks up, and they go, timeout. This absolute specimen is 19 years old? Like, getting a guy of that athletic ability on both sides of the ball. I don't know if Josh Allen's going to pan out. I'm not as confident as you are, but... Man, that's just to walk in on the first day. You got to be feeling good. You get,
1: no, you, there are two guys. You're right. They're going to make you feel warm and cozy about. Oh, well, we picked two studs. Look at these studs. Yeah, yeah we don't know what the hell they're going to be, but they look good in their uniform, and that's a good start. Uh, but yeah, Edmonds is amazing. <laughs> Edmonds, the only knock, like we talked about during the draft, is just the fact that you'd like to see him maybe be a hair more of a sledgehammer. Uh, but I'm not necessarily so scared about it. I, he's plenty physical. He's, he's a true for the middle right linebacker. Coach to make him more of a sledgehammer, and he definitely is. And he's 19.
0: He just turned 19. I would bet you that if he tried to grow a beard, he couldn't connect his sideburns to his chin. He might not. It looks looks smooth. You're right. Harold Landry fell to 41, which was the classic case of a guy that we don't realize is having a medical issue, but the NFL knows. Mm -hmm. But 41, I mean... It's kind of like when Tennessee, they took uh, Kevin Dodd in the second round. Yeah, that's and right. And we're like, oh, maybe that'll be the guy. Right. He's been okay. Yeah. But Landry has the bend if the medicals can check out.
1: Landry can be a star. Landry can be a like leader of sacks in the NFL type of guy off the edge. That, that's what I think everybody likes about Harold Landry. The medical things, yeah, that's the, that's the crappy thing. The two crappy things about our job are this, when you do the draft, is you don't always know the medical stuff, and then – you don't get to see some of the back end offense alignment on a team to go. Are they content with that backup guard? I mean, he didn't play this year, but oh, you're talking about for the NFL just teams. evaluating, right? That's a, the two things. Like, so when you do the draft, like you never know the medical issues. Like, right. I didn't know that about Harold Landry until the day of the the slide. Yeah, and then yeah, you never know how a team feels about their depth on their offensive line because you don't always get to see that. You get no. to see maybe a few preseason snaps, and that's it. Um But yeah, man, Landry for this defense, Dean Pease, I mean, this this could be. Their Terrell Suggs, and then Shaquem Griffin mm-hmm. goes in the fourth round. That was amazing. I, I I I fought back tears for real. I did for sure. Seeing him and his brother and what? his
0: dad embracing—that was Al- amazing, amazing. Why was it so? Why did that impact
1: you? <clears throat> um, it's it's impacting me talking about it. Yeah, um, look at you. I know. The, I guess what it impacts me is just the fact that he got to live his dream, and the fact that I mean, yeah, he's missing a hand, and he's still in the NFL, and you know, I do think it was like. Why did the NFL invite him? That screwed up to me, where I just go... And made him sit in the green well, room? Well, made him sit in the green room. Why? Because this is what happened, at least in my estimation. The NFL calls teams and they go, where do you have this guy ranked? And if they're ranked in the top 50, they go, oh, we're going to invite him to the draft. And I bet you they called everybody and they were like, well, Shaquem Griffin's one of the top 50 players in the draft. But they needed to ask the follow-up question is, but yeah, are you going to draft a guy with one hand in the first two rounds? That would have to be the follow-up question. They didn't ask that. So instead, he had to sit in the green room for a day for no reason. But yeah, that was special, man. And then to go to a team with his brother. I mean, the freaking kid wasn't invited to the combine, which, like, looking back on it, I didn't really understand how talented he was until I watched film. I mean, I don't even know how that's possible. Why? I mean, you don't invite the, one of the most explosive defensive players in football to the combine. Why? Just because he's missing a hand? I mean, that was
0: crazy, too. But yeah, that was special. That's a cool moment. And that helps you get out. like that. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's interesting to see which storylines the rest of the world picks up, yeah. you know, because we're sitting there going, can you believe Derwin James fell? And mm-hmm. people are going, I don't know who Derwin James is, but like Woody, <laughs> like our makeup artist came in here and was like, that's Shaquem Griffin. Like, what a story. Mm-hmm. And then someone came up to like, I woke up today to my girlfriend going, have you heard of this Shaq Griffin kid with one hand? He's just it's a little bit like James Conner last year. Where he bought, fought yeah. against cancer. Yeah, right. And he was the number one selling jersey. Right. Like, I could see the Griffin jersey. Uh, by the way, Saquon Barkley broke the record for best selling jersey in NFL draft history. Wow. I could see Shaquem Griffin overtaking yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just, you want to rock that guy's no jersey. No doubt about it. But another one was the, the, the 6'8, 3'45 rugby player that went to the Eagles. And I got people going, what do you think about this rugby kid? I was like, well, seeing as how he went in the seventh round, not much. <laughs> and I'll talk to you when he plays. But, you know, people, they want to talk about him, and I'm like, yo, what about Josh Sweat? They're like, yeah, but the 68 rugby <laughs> I right, know, yeah. But that's the mainstream storyline yeah, right. or the in-depth storyline.
1: Right, line. yeah, rugby players, they're going to be in for a world of it's a it's, it's it's is it the playbook? It's the playbook which you heard today, right? I heard like that one on of the rugby players, is like man, the the playbook's what's going to really mess you up. But also, a lot of the times those guys are yeah, I see who they're up against exactly right. So now they're going, like, oh, damn, you
0: got, you got four There's game ten Gomez's. of me on
1: this team. Yes, there's twelve of these guys in the locker room just like me. So it's it's all of a sudden he loses his confidence. why I was the big man on the block, and he goes, well, shit, Aaron Donald's half my size, and he's pushing me around everywhere. Yes. That's where at it changes. the same
0: time though that's what seventh round picks are for yes that's right you might hit gold that and guys with questionable character pass yeah and you get like a Jalen Mills right Eagles Jalen Mills in the right. seventh round right Um uh, speaking of contracts I just want to this is funny to me Jimmy G and Richard Sherman have some interesting things in their contracts that they're not allowed to do hmm. Skydiving, diving, hang gliding, rock or mountain climbing, racing of any kind, including as a driver or passenger, motorcycling, use of any off-road or all-terrain vehicle, professional wrestling, right. boxing, firearms, scuba diving, jet skiing, surfing, wow. bungee jumping, scuba diving. Wow. diving, and snow or water skiing. Wow. They're not allowed to do it. Yeah. Would you be able to give up all of that for an insane amount of money? Is there anything in there that you would have a trouble giving up? No, not at all. You're Nothing. Not a, you're not a professional yeah, wrestler Kyle skier, has to put because Kyle
1: would do that crap. So he's probably oh, like, that's damn, I, w- I would do that. So let me make them sign this so they don't do it. Most players, no. No, I, I mean, I have never skied, right? I know how to water ski a little. I never snow skied. I have no idea. And... I mean, a lot of times, like my black friends, they didn't even mess with crap like that.
0: They're like, "What? You're crazy! You're going down that hill on those skis? Get the hell
1: out of here! I ain't doing that crap. <laughs> I can't do any of that stuff." Right?
0: Me neither. Wait, oh, I didn't mean to skip this. Shaquem Griffin on the Seahawks. Yeah. Where do you think he plays? How I, do you think they can use him?
1: I think he is going to. I think he's going to go to the Cam Chancellor spot. You know, not that he's going to wow. start there right away, but I think that's the kind of guy Some he is. stuff. Yeah, he's 6'1", 227. He's a little smaller Run than in Cam Chancellor. Exactly right. Let him fly around the field. He'll, he'll definitely get on the field in special teams, so that's going to be yeah. the first place where he's going to be. He's like the Tasmanian devil, man. When you watch him on film, it's just like, this.
0: who is this little crap running around everywhere hitting everybody? Well, the thing that really excites me is you said, man, the one guy. I said, Sims. Who's the one player that when you watch, you go, how the heck is no one talking about him? And we jokingly called it the Carl Lawson position for guys that are going to blow up because for some reason we're not paying attention, and he gets drafted by the Eagles. Josh Sweat. Woo. I already put out a video of you talking about him last time, Good. just being like, I see a lot of Jadevian Clowney, I see superstar traits. Yeah. The Eagles are already kind of flush at guys that get after the passer.
1: Right. This was a this was an up your butt Joe Boo pick for them cuz they were like huh. We got a, we got two starting NFL defensive linemen, but we have this super freak on the board of four, and we can, if his knee doesn't hold up, we can waste it. We don't right. care. But he might end up being the best pass rusher in football. I mean, that's really what he is. Yeah, I mean, again,
0: I'm going to use my old 6'5, 251, 453. I mean, play he tested. He had the same broad jump as Jadavian Clown. Yep. He had the same almost everything, except he had a better vertical better than Jadavian Better vertical, 39.5 inch vertical. The injury, though, is that his leg almost had to be amputated yeah. as like a high school kid.
1: Right. He was coming out of high school. He's one of the freakiest guys. I mean, I think he was like the number one prospect yes. in being recruited. Um, but yeah, I, I of course saw him at the combine. I turned on the film and I was like, "How could this guy not get sacks? What is the deal here?" Well, you know, it's hard to get sacks when you're a 251 pound defensive tackle in the ACC and. And and forget that he's 251. It's like, they played him at D-tackle, and he was like th- one of the most powerful interior linemen I watched on film. He lined up over tackles and would push them back more than some of the second and third round defensive tackles. He is a freak
0: of nature. I'm so excited. Oh,
1: you should be, because as long as he is just somewhat healthy,
0: I mean, he could be a superstar. Plus, if he falls, the motivation in this kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going he's so going to be here. He, he is gonna And be he's going to be in there with Michael Bennett and Fletcher Cox. He's going to learn all these little Tricks oh. of the trade, how to use Chris his hands. Long. I mean, everything. He's got, it's in the perfect spot for a guy like this. I, Philadelphia is the perfect culture for any rookie. Yeah. you come in there and it's just like we have guys that talk crap. We have leaders in the community. We have people. If you like God, you can go over and hang out with Carson Wentz. Right. Whatever you need, right. we, got, <laughs> we it. got it in this locker room. <laughs> uh, so your top five right now in power rankings. So mm-hmm. We're going to end here. Okay. Number five, you have the Vikings. Yes. Number four, you have the Jaguars. Yes. Number three. The New England Patriots, even though they are the number one team in odds in Vegas. Number two, you have the Rams. Well, I mean, if you're going to
1: make me pick, like, oh, you have to bet a million dollars. No, it's right now.
0: Yeah. Two, the Rams. And number one, the Eagles. Uh, Anything. Surpr- I thought maybe you'd have the ju- – I, I am going to ch- – I don't know if the Rams
1: – I'm ranking off season And draft. And draft. And the team that
0: they had in place compared to last year a little bit. I'm trying to take all of it into account. Yeah, the Rams, I mean – I'm just seeing a huge hole in the middle of the Rams defense right now. Yeah. And that's – I don't think anyone's taking that into account.
1: Yeah, I get that. They have safety play. They got Mark Barron, you know, and they have – more than enough safeties on their roster, so Alec I hear you. I what
0: Ogletree did for that team last year. I, I know. And I think people are sleeping are They're going to sleep on it a and little I bit. I think they're going to realize it when they watch the Giants play – I had a lot of Giants fans coming up to me and saying, "It's funny we're drafting positions that we've neglected for so long. Right? The the offensive guard, trading for the linebacker, getting a pass rusher.
1: Yes. Well, and I think too with your Ogletree thing, I think the the interesting there that I'll be watching because this is the one thing people like Aaron Donald. They're an up the field team, so they let up people run up the middle, and a little bit like Pittsburgh with Ryan Shazier. When you're that aggressive, yes. Sometimes guys trip and fall or shoot up the field too hard and miss the miss the guy as he's going by and Shazier was the trash cleaner and we saw like when he wasn't there like whoa this Steelers defense isn't the same I do think that could happen with the, the Rams.
0: I'm just realizing this right now, yeah. and I'm going to have to do it live on the air. We need to figure out what our uh, battle is going to be on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to pull up the list that I had from before, and I'm just going to have you pick a number one through uh, something. Okay. So let me let me figure out
1: one, one through something. It's
0: a battle royale. Of course, I don't have it up. Between the Colts and the Broncos. All right, so I'm going to edit this in a second. <laughs> Let me find this bad boy. <clears throat> Do you see that video that I sent you of Paul Brown versus the Dolphin? I yeah, That was awesome. Can you a, – a Dolphin jumping up and smacking a human like that? That was good. It, it didn't hurt the guy. That was a good thing. Okay, Dolphin – Good evening. Okay, here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One through eight, Sims. This will be our battle. Pick a number one through eight. Oh, I'm going number two, for Number Christmas. two. Number two. This one comes out comes us comes to us from MK Cat Rescue, and the battle that we will be doing. Do you want one or two of the two things? The first one or the second one? She has two things you're saying? It's it's something versus something. Do you want the first or the second? I want the first. You will be representing a patriot, and I will be representing a buccaneer. So coming up on Wednesday, we will be doing a patriot versus a buccaneer. Sims will be a patriot. I will be a buck. You're dead. I'm dead? You're dead. Yo-ho, yo-ho, pour out some tea. I got a musket. You got a sword. You're screwed as hell. I've got a cannonball. Oh, more I talk horse. like this coming up on Wednesday, <laughs> and our judge, of course, will be Big Phil Sims. Did
1: Big Phil? Did you talk to him about the draft? Oh yeah, a little bit, certainly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We talked a lot. Uh, we'll see what he. I don't even know all his big takeaways, but let's. We'll get him on here Wednesday and see what the big
0: blowhard has to say. Yeah. Well, I want to end uh, as we leave. If you want to watch our full draft coverage, go to YouTube. Uh, and we have all of the picks there 1 through 10, 11 through 20, uh, 21 through 32. As always, uh, thank you for subscribing if you're listening to us on any way that you listen to podcasts. Uh, thank you guys so much. And I want to end you one more time so with much. the sultry sounds of Jim Irsay. Hey, Quentin, what's up, man? <laughs> Tell your friends out there, what's up, pals? Love you guys. Talk to you soon. For Sims. Peace out, homies. Fendrick says, good evening. evening. And the KOE man Ma'am. says, what's up, Quentin? How you doing, pal? Let's go drag. Take some drags. See you guys later in my class. Bye. <laughs>